Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to VUX World. On today's episode, me and Dustin are joined by Dennis Cooker and Achim Mathis of Sony Music Entertainment. Dennis is the president of Global Digital Business and US Sales and Achim is the vice president of Partner Development. And together, they're going to walk us through Sony Music Entertainment's strategy when it comes to voice. Music is one of the most common and probably actually the most common use case for smart speakers in particular and voice assistant platforms. And we're going to chat to Dennis and Akim today about how Sony Music are approaching it, what kind of results they're seeing, what voice means to them, how they're set up to execute on this, how they actually implement this voice strategy to make sure that the right music is being played against the right utterances and what they think the future looks like. It's absolutely immense. It's one of the best conversations that I think we've had on the podcast. You're going to absolutely love it. This is Dennis Cooker and Ahim Mathis of Sony Music Entertainment on VUX World. VUX World. VUX World. VUX World. VUX World. Branding with the big faces. I love listening to it. Kane Sims. Kane Sims. Kane Sims, the one and only. Britain's finest, Mr. Kane Sims. Dustin. Dustin. Dustin Coates. I like it when you guys are together and talking about boys. Now, further ado, welcome to the show. Another day, another dollar, another podcast episode, Dustin. Another one. Another one from confinements, but we're doing good. Yes, we're doing very well. This is coming straight at you from the uh, isolation, inspiration, incubation, and uh, ideation inflation station. Uh, (laughs) That's how crazy I'm going. Um, But yeah, no, we're doing all right. We're doing well. We have some absolutely amazing guests on the show for you today. One of the top, 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 consistently top kind of use cases for voice assistants is music. It's every single survey that's been done over the last four or five years, music has come out on on top as the top primary use case. And today we have Dennis Cooker and Ahim Mathis from Sony Music Entertainment to tell us all about music, voice assistants, and how Sony are approaching it all. Dennis, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. And Ahim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's an absolute honour to have you both on. And why don't we why don't we kick off with a, with a couple of introductions, Dennis? Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and about what you're doing at Sony Entertainment, and and also what interests you about voice in particular? Right. Um, so uh, you know, I've been in the music industry for um, uh, for over uh, twenty years, and um, at Sony Music, my responsibility is to uh, drive the commercial strategy um, and the overall revenue for the company on a global basis. I run um, what what we call the global digital business, um, and that really is end to end everything from deal making um, to in market execution to investments in new technology. Um, it really covers the, the full gamut and, and again, is, uh, is, is a kind of a, a global approach in the, in the way that we, uh, we do the business. Um, and for me, you know, uh, you know, what I think about, um, you know, voice and why it interests me, I think, you know, ultimately, um, you know, what we see is that there's, you know, a significant interest from music consumers um, in in using voice to to listen to music and and um, and largely what we see is you know this is this is incremental to the existing business so you know effectively what we're doing is pulling in new consumers um, who uh, previously you know had probably not been streaming um, and not been listening to music in a significant way um, uh, from a from a streaming standpoint and so. You know, voice just gives us an opportunity to to expand the market. It gives us you know new use cases, or what it does. Honestly, what it does is it revitalizes old use cases. And you know, and in particular, um, what we see is that voice is incredibly important in the home. Um, and I think that there's been you know a, a a bit of a gap and a loss where the music experience in the home was not as important. And certainly, again, when you look at streaming, the number one use case has been mobile. And so the fact that we're reopening the home, hopefully eventually that leads back into the car as well. 
we think is is uh, part of the reason why why voice is very exciting and very interesting for music. Mm. I uh, I seen something the other day that said that households that play music out loud most often tend to be happier than those that don't. So there you go. Good point. Ahim, what about yourself? Do you want to tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do at Sony and uh, what your kind of, or where your interest in voice came from? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, well, thank you very much again for, for having me. Um, um, I have been at Sony now for about 10 years um, and um, I'm a part of uh, the partner development team. Uh, which is a team that uh, focuses on uh, on our partners and uh, focuses on um, you know um, um, uh, looking for opportunities to to optimize uh, and and grow our partners even further. And obviously, um, and, and and one of my uh, uh, accounts uh, is Amazon. So um, uh, so we very very early on uh, obviously saw the growth that has been happening there, uh, driven by. Um, um, the sales of very successful sales of the Alexa devices uh, and spend a lot of time uh, in assessing what that means for us uh, and how we can accelerate that uh, even further. Um, so um, um, quite naturally out of that, um, you know, we, we um, created an initiative that it's called the Sony Music Voice Lab. Uh, that it looks at a lot of different uh, uh, areas, including marketing, metadata, and everything that we are going to go into today uh, to, to really um, to seize the opportunity here. Cool. And Dennis, you mentioned that streaming was has been done traditionally more so on mobiles. Now it's kind of reopening the home. I seen something last year that, that said that more US households have smart speakers than have digital radios, which it kind of gets you thinking about from a music streaming perspective. Are smart speakers creating brand new listening experiences that that are in addition to all of the existing streaming that's going on or are smart speaking smart speakers music streaming kind of replacing streaming do you know what i mean is is is, is it an increase in overall streams because of that or is it just taking up streams from other devices no i think it, we we think it's increasing streams you know i think you know for the large part what we see is incremental to you know to the overall consumption patterns habits um and growth of the of, of the business and and you know i think as voice has gotten larger and you know and and i'm sure we'll come to some of the you know the statistics about what we're seeing as far as the development um you know what we haven't seen that happen at um at the expense of other music streaming that's happening, so it's 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 largely incremental, um, or um, you know, in some, and in some cases it's brand new listeners, and in other cases it's just expanding the use case for people who are already streaming to bring in kind of again that 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 home experience um, additive to the, the the mobile experience that um, you know that 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 is really what we think about first with with streaming. So it hasn't happened at the expense of other streaming. When you when you started this process of you know smart speakers are kicking around, voice assistants are kicking around, music is becoming a a kind of prominent use case. What's that journey been like? Maybe I maybe this is one for you in terms of working with Amazon and things like that. Like when did that come on your radar, and what has that journey been like from from starting to where you are now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Um I think we have like it started about three years ago, right? Where we where we basically saw uh, substantial growth um, in in voice consumption, and um, by looking at this more closely, uh, we came to a key realization, right? So that uh, uh, music search is is very very uh, uh, different. Uh, um, it's basically in its nature, uh, it's um, you know binary. It's like you ask something and you get one result. Uh, so it's very, very different uh, from 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 the classic uh, music search where you go onto your computer and or, or mobile and type into a search window and actually get a lot of suggestions, right? So that's that's one thing uh, uh, that's very, very different about this environment. Secondly, um, uh, what we have also seen is um, that the the user is also uh, as a result uh, behaving very differently, right? Um, um, uh, unless you're walking encyclopedia, um, you know, the, not the user not always uh, um, uh, remembers 
the name of a track or, or even the artist in some cases. And, uh, and uh, therefore then goes into um, uh, in, in, in more contextual, looks for other contextual information, you know, like maybe pseudonyms, play music from the boss or play music from the Honda commercial. So, and, and, and I think, um, by, by looking at these things, um, um, there are a lot of questions, right. For, uh, that came about for us, uh, namely, um, how do we make sure a, that if somebody asks for, a, a, a song, um, that the song is being returned. Um, and also how can we prepare ourselves for all of these use cases that are now, uh, going onto the radar that, uh, require more contextual metadata. Uh, and this is how it really came about and how we really approached this is we started testing, um, uh, very, uh, bare bones. Um, um, and we have found that this has uh, been proven a very, very good tool to get us the answers. Uh, uh, that we need. And, and over the years, um, you know, in the beginning, it was basically uh, someone in a, in, in a room with a bunch of devices. Now we have uh, built this out to a more uh, comprehensive setup that's semi-automated, um, you know, uh, that allows us really to, to do large-scale testing to inform all of the decisions that we need to make um, as they relate to the initial question. Can I just jump in there too? You know, I think I want to I want to add to that and maybe back up even before kind of that three year mark. You know, um, because of the size of our company and the and the you know significant partnership relationships we have with some of our biggest partners, we often get exposed to you know new developments, new technology very early on and before it's actually released to the public. And I remember. Um, you know, the first time I was introduced to the Alexa platform, you know, I, I, I came away from there saying this is going to be a game changer. It's, um, you know, it's just so much more natural for people to engage um, and, um, and, 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 and search and, and just consume um, in an environment where they simply have to ask for what they want to, they want to listen to. And, um, you know, and, and I, and I, and I, my instinct at the time was that this would largely be expansive. You know, it's you, people who are already comfortable with the mobile experience weren't really the people that this was speaking to. You know, this was speaking to the people who, um, hadn't made that leap yet, who may be intimidated by the, by the technology. Like this is as simple as it gets, it, you know, simply ask your smart speaker to play what you want to listen to and it plays. And, you know, and so from that standpoint, you know, I thought that this would, we thought that this would be, you know, a very significant develop, uh, development in general for the, for the consumer, um, that it would be very impactful for music. Music is an obvious use case with it. Um, you know, and, and so very early on, we set out a dedicated project team to, to start to do um, exactly what I'm saying is, 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 you know, to test, to learn, and to be ahead of the market in, 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 in our efforts here. And over the years, we formalized that more three years, three years ago, launching the voice lab, you know, and to the point where we're at today, which is scaling it, growing it, even more focus, explaining, educating, you know, our creative units um, around the world as to what the opportunity is here. And did it, it's, it sounds very much, from what from what you're both saying there, that it may have started out at the beginning, three years, four years ago, you kind of saw an opportunity, but then began with testing and learning without really having a huge grand plan. And what what is this? Presumably, but maybe still doing some testing. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can comment on that. But what's the sort of vision now that you've kind of been doing this for, and you've had the team for three years? What's the sort of like, what's the aim now? What, if, what, from Sony Music Entertainment's perspective, what are your aims and your vision for Sony Music and voice assistance? Well, let me start with um, kind of maybe a little bit of where we see the market going, because I think that that helps to, to kind of frame this. Um, so in, in, in 2019, um, by our estimate, um, about 6% of all streams came through a voice-initiated command. Um, 
More importantly, though, that number is much larger in markets like the U.S. and U.K., which are some of the largest music markets in the world. And we also think leading indicators for what we see happening in, in other parts of the world. The U.S., that was 8.5%. In the U.K., that was 12%. So there's already a very material amount of streams happening um, on an annual basis that are initiated through voice. Based on the growth patterns that we see and kind of trying to forecast it, how quickly the technology is going to evolve and improve the consumer experience and things like that, we think within four years that easily a quarter of all streams be initiated through music. Um, and so when you start to think about that, you know, it, 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 it is, um, you know, it is a, it's an enormous kind of use case. And, and more importantly, I think what you start to see is that it just becomes natural again for the consumer that that, that shift um, that they're not even thinking about that, you know, just the easiest way to listen to music is ask for what you want to listen to. One of the key pieces, um, and it, 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 it all goes back to, to, to basics, right? Like, it, it, like over the long term, what are we trying to uh, really accomplish in order to really, um, you know, uh, prepare for um, the very strong growth ahead? And not only on, on, on speakers, but also across other categories such as uh you know, voice activated cars or, or, or on the go is to, to, to a understand the consumer and what, what, what the consumer is looking for. Uh, um, and, um, and, and, and address that by, um, robustly build out a pipeline of, of, of metadata, um, that, um, our partners would leverage in order, um, um, to get the consumer what, what, what they are looking for. Um, so I think that, um, you know, the, the testing is really setting the foundation for that in working with our partners, but also how we ultimately speak to our consumers, um, which, which is uh, in, in, in a lot of ways different. Like how do we market utterances uh, of what um, ideally the consumer is asking? Because we see a lot of different issues within that. Um, and that's, that's another string that we, uh, uh, that we are pursuing. You're going to say something interesting. Yeah. Just before we get too deep, I would be very interested in hearing, you know, what is Sony doing in voice today? When we think about music on voice, we're thinking about streaming through Spotify, prime music, Google play music. Are people asking Sony directly for music or what kind of work are you doing today? Well, I'll, again, maybe I'll start, and and I think Akin, this is much more um, mm -hmm. I think your area to, to go into a little bit of the detail. But I, I think first and foremost, um, like everything we do, I don't think we think about this from a Sony perspective. We think about this from the artist perspective, you know. And so we're always trying to optimize the experience for each one of our artists um, and understanding kind of what what works best for them. Um, and doing everything we can to be ahead of and proactive in the market to ensure that that experience is, um, you know, is, 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 a, is a great experience. And so that's where I would say our primary efforts um, are around and, 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 and all of our focus. And Akram, you want to maybe go a little further into some of the things that yeah. you're doing there? Yeah, absolutely. I think like well, one of the basic things and, 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 and critical things that we are doing is uh, um, um, in order to, you know, on a constant basis uh, to, 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 to tackle um, the issues that we are um, running into with the current voice setup is, uh, for example, new release testing um, um, where we assess uh, or like every Friday when we when we are releasing uh, uh, new music. Uh, where we basically assess on uh, whether key utterances are being returned or not. And then also based on that, assess what issues are leading to failed results. Um, you know, so for example, um, um, uh, Maluma uh, Ke Chimba uh, is, is a track name um, that we recently released has quite significant pronunciation issues uh, and is often misunderstood as K Timber or K Timber or K more. So, um, so what we can do here is by basically understanding the issue is we can share with our partners, um, you know, um, IPA information. So phonetic information that really allows them to disambiguate uh, um, with their uh, ASR and L NLU 
system um, to um, um, to understand what the user is asking for, and really train the system of how it is being asked right, but also train the system of how the different permutations are of how it could be said wrong um, with the goal that if somebody's asking for the track, that essentially this track is being returned. In the meantime, when you think about if that issue persists, how can we inform our marketing teams to get around this? We would, uh, we would suggest and recommend to say uh, in marketing efforts, play the new song from Maluma. So, so I think that that really, um, you know, um, crystallizes a little bit like the work that we are doing. On the one hand, we understand the metadata issues and work with the partners to resolve those. And on the other hand, we're working with our marketing teams. As long as the, you know, voice uh, AI is still uh, imperfect um, to find ways to still market our content in a meaningful way so that the consumer can find it. Interesting. So... You mentioned there that working with your partners partners to train the models by giving them some phonetic examples. Are you say, are you sort of talking about their sending audio samples of the way that it should be pronounced to companies like Amazon, Google, etc.? Correct. So it it can be audio samples. It can be um, you know uh, there's an international phonetic alphabet. Uh, that that we are using uh, um, that we you know then send through the correct spelling in the in that alphabet, but on also sometimes the incorrect spelling or the ways of how people can mis uh, uh, misinterpret it. Hmm. So we're gonna. I mean, there's so many um, kind of carrots that have been hung so far in in this setup of this conversation around metadata around marketing around future use cases around different environments cars headphones etc 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 and we will for everyone listening usually we just jump straight in and we'll we'll follow every track that we come across but i'm keen to get this set up properly so we will go down oh everyone is we will go down those routes um but but initially before we get to those details on the 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 way that you're approaching your kind of strategy around presumably trying to get more streams, trying to make sure that the right artists and tracks are coming up and, and the right kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, the right kind of mood music or whatever is served for, for the right kind of audiences. And you've hinted at this already. And we mentioned smart speakers purely because the setup of this conversation was that music is the most common kind of use case for smart speakers. But we've already spoke about car, we've already spoke about headphones and, and, and voice cropping up in other places. How how are you approaching that? Do you approach that differently? And where do you see that going? Well, I'll talk about it from a strategy standpoint. And then I think, again, we can maybe talk a little bit into the different tactics that uh, that we use um, let, let me step back first and foremost, you know, something that we recently uncovered in some of our analysis and looking at the data that we get back from our partners and, and, and about consumer habits is um, interestingly, you know, um, consumers that are engaged with voice are actually our best consumers, um, you know, and, and that could be voice on a smart speaker, that could be uh, voice on the go, in other words, with a, with a mobile phone and, and, and AirPods. Um, uh, but the, but, or it could be voice in the car, but, you know, ultimately some of our most engaged our best engaged consumers are those who, um, are engaging with voice. And so from a strategy standpoint, that just is an obvious to me, like we want to get consumers more engaged with voice and the more consumers we get engaged with voice, then the quicker we're going to expand the business, the quicker we get across all those different use cases, mobile, in-home, in-car, and, and, and just in, we know ultimately, especially in a, in a world where, where our primary revenue now is driven by subscription, you know, subscription is all about engagement. When, when engagement drops off, that's when you get churn. And so from that standpoint, you know, voice seems to be a leading indicator that the more we get a consumer engaged in voice, the, the, the better the long-term lifetime value is. Uh, for that consumer in, in, in music, so it's it's vitally important to us from a from a strategic standpoint. And when you say when you say voice, um, again, we started the conversation talking about smart speakers because that's where the the primary use case is. But when you say voice and Sony's voice strategy, what is it that you mean when you say voice? Do you mean Alexa and Google Assistant? Do you mean 
any device that comes anywhere with a voice interface on it. How would you describe the terminology of voice from a Sony perspective? I would say more the latter. I think it's, um, you know, I think we look at it in a, in a very broad sense, and that is any place where someone engages uh, with voice. Um, you know, with that being said, you know, obviously, you know, there's a handful of leading platforms and there's a handful of leading um, um, uh, streaming services. And, you know, and, and, and one of the things that, that, that Akram will tell you about is just how complicated um, um, a web that all is, you know, and, and, and getting this right. Sometimes the issues um, are on the platform, the voice platform side. Sometimes they're on the streaming service side. And, and obviously, you know, when you go kind of across, there's, and we have this, like, you know, there's, there's a, basically a grid that you go platform service and you can go and say, okay, what, what services work best on which platforms um, and vice versa? And what do we have to work on more? What do we have to work on less? Which services are over or under indexing? You know, is it in our best interest that they're over or under indexing? You know, what do we need to do to get people more engaged if we really think this is a leading indicator to, you know, a, a really positive consumer experience and a positive birth experience overall. It's like all of those factors that we, when, when, when I say voice, that's kind of what's in, in, in my head. Cool. Okay. And we've talked, we've spoke a little bit about, uh, we've touched on it here and there about some of the things that, that you're doing to, to make sure that the right music is being played in the right situations and the right service providers are, are serving the right kind of music. But how, how does that process look at him? How, how, how kind of, how would you describe that process? Let's say a, a new song is being released this Friday. What's the process that you go through in onboarding that new song or suite of songs to make sure that they are doing what you want them to do on these platforms? Well, I think um, one piece is uh, preparation, right? Uh, I think with um, 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 intelligence worth of three years now, um, we've garnered some insights that allow us to anticipate issues uh, and then mitigate this uh, before a release comes out. And that is, you know, um, and basically, um, if we know, you know, coming back to uh, a pronunciation issue, if, if, if we anticipate that, that we share with the partners this information up front so that um, the, the AI can be trained uh, earlier than the release date. This is obviously that, uh, something that, we, uh, that we're trying to uh, avoid. I think the complexity that, is, um, that, that Dennis also is alluding to is, you know, you're not only dealing here with uh, the device. We're dealing here with a lot of different combinations of services, as Spotify and Amazon Music and Apple Music, uh, integrating with different devices that um, in itself, from, uh, from a voice sophistication standpoint, are at, def at different maturity levels. And I think this is where the complexity comes in, right? Um, um, and, and, and also how we can really address certain issues. Um, uh, that means that with certain partners, um, they, they are able to address this quite quickly. With others, uh, uh, we, we can't do that. So um, uh, nonetheless, um, you know, we anticipate that um, um, everything is, 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 is evolving into a place of optimi optimization and, and ideal integration so that uh, the end goal is that, um, you know, we are able to send on a large scale the information needed and the partners are open and, 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 and set up to address this correctly. So, um, so what I'm saying here is, is that we are in early stages, uh, uh, even after three years, and that this is a vastly uh, uh, um, developing space uh, um, um, that um, you know, we, we, we need to get right today in order to get it right tomorrow. Can I just add one thing, Kane, on this, um, uh, uh, just to the question of kind of what we do, um, you know, it, it, to, to prepare for a release, you know, that, that is something that I would say, you know, with the, with the voice lab, we've, I've talked a lot about so far about strategy and kind of longer term vision and what we're trying to set up. But the, but the reality is the most impactful thing we do in the majority amount of the time is the blocking and tackling that goes on every week, um, you know, in, 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 in testing, um, in, in, in preempting, um, you know, those issues and getting ahead of those issues, 
um, doing voice audits, you know, across an entire catalog to ensure that they're optimized for voice. You know, those type of things are where actually the majority of time is being spent on top of the strategy and the thought leadership aspects that we kind of started the conversation. Uh, and so how are you doing that testing? You talked earlier about some semi-automation and uh, you got this, this lab now. What all goes into that? Well, that's the secret sauce, right? <laughs> um, you know, um, uh, we, we have very, very talented developers uh, at Sony. Um, and, um, you know, um, there's a certain um, a level of, uh, I think, what you know, of testing that goes on that we need to expand. And we are, we're looking now at some of the most penetrated markets, clearly, is the US, UK, Germany. Um, but um, in the future, that becomes you know, way more prevalent uh, in, 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 in other uh, parts of the world um, uh, where we need a, a robust system uh, where this can, can be done in scale, but also integrates with the local voice, voice, uh, uh, voice models. Um, and so, um, yeah, and I think the requirements uh, that we are setting here is um, that um, we are able to test across different devices, across different music services, different combinations of that, and be able to retain this information and analyze this information at scale. Um, and, and we have developed uh, in-house tools for that, uh, uh, that account for that and, and make it really easy uh, uh, to a point that, um, you know, um, we basically, uh, um, you know, run certain tests o overnight and, uh, and the next day we can, uh, you know, analyze um, 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 very quickly uh, the results and, and, and derive some uh, conclusions for our business for that. And I would just add that, you know, when we started, it was 100% manual and, and, you know, and, and obviously to scale this, it can't be done manually. You know, we've, um, we've got more releases than ever going into the market. Um, you know, we, and there's more services and more languages. And so, um, you know, back to kind of our role, um, not only is commercial strategy, but it's also investment in new technology. And so, you know, we, we've got to invest to scale this and we will continue to invest to scale this. Hmm. It's a, it's a complex problem, isn't it? Because I mean, I suppose you, you don't even really, or, or do you know what people are actually asking for? You, Achim, you mentioned there that, you know, some people can't remember the artist name or the song name, but then at the same time, people might not even be searching for the artist. They might just be searching for barbecue music or, you know, relaxing Sunday morning music. So do, do you get any, any insight into that kind of utterances or is that all part of what you need to do to research this stuff? Well, we do not get what people are actually asking, but we can infer from what people are playing, what playlists they are consuming, what tracks they are consuming and what combination we can infer um, um, what, what, what they have been asking for. Right. So, uh, and you know, um, um, if, if, uh, we, we see a, a lot of streams coming from uh, a country theme playlist, uh, we can infer that, um, um, the consumer in the first place asked a play country, uh, and, and not necessarily, um, you know, a specific playlist name. Um, if we uh, know that, um, you know, um, from, from, a, uh, from an analytical perspective, a lot of streams were coming from the artist, uh, um, we can infer that people are simply asking the artist's name versus a, a specific uh, uh, track, etc. So there are some indications of understanding the consumer behavior at this point. Um, and, and, and the answer in a lot of ways is it's, 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 it's fairly lean back. It's very like it, it, it goes back to uh, asking something in a, in a super simplistic way, play a genre, play one artist's name. Um, and I think the, the, the complexity and the exciting thing is, um, you know, what the future holds uh, in, in terms of if when uh, the device manufacturers and an AI, AI development brings in uh, a dialogue, um, brings in more disambiguation, right? Like one of the uh, key issues that we're seeing in the marketplace right now is, you know, uh, there are a lot of tracks or albums out there that have the same name, um, you know? So uh, for example, uh, 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 Russ, uh, um, um, uh, there's a track called uh, Dangerous. 
obviously it's also the album name of a Michael Jackson album. So, um, so when you, when you're simply asking play dangerous, um, you know, you will be presented with a lot of different options, uh, but not always, uh, uh, even though you're a Russ fan, uh, will be uh, presented back with uh, the actual Russ option, but maybe uh, with Michael Jackson or uh, um, um, uh, this morning I got actually Ariana Grande, uh, you know, I, 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 I tested it this morning. Um, so, and I think that there is, is still a, a long way to go. And I think a lot of this disambiguation will happen over like establishing um, in, in a way, um, you know, a, a, a dialogue, uh, and, 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 but also, um, um, that our partners are looking more and more at the consumer journey and, and, uh, and adjusting it accordingly. Maybe to add, you know, I think, I think we don't know when an utterance, uh, we don't get the feedback of an utterance that fails or, or doesn't produce the right result. Well, through our testing, we're able to test how many times an utterance doesn't work correctly. And, and, and we know that in, in certain cases, that's a, that's a really high amount. And so what, what, we, what we do know is that the, you know, that the, the technology still is very early and, um, and there still is a lot of failures. You know? And so anything that doesn't lead the consumer to getting to hear the artist that they're looking for, that they wanted to listen to, for us, is a is a is a horrible you know consumer experience, and we're going to do everything we can on our side to ensure that doesn't happen. And hopefully, working very closely with our partners, we're equally investing to make sure that their side of things on the technology on the services side, um, uh, you know, is seeking this the, the, the same um, you know optimization. You know, it, it's a hundred percent completion rate. And, 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 and as a result, again, we think that as that, as that, as that occurs, then, then there's going to be even greater adoption of the technology and the use cases. Do you find that listeners are going for discovery or are they going for the old standbys more often? Um, from, from what I've seen, I think it's both. Um, I do think, though, the one thing that stands out in voice a little bit different is that um, uh brands stand out more, you know, again, so back to, if you're thinking about, if, 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 a, if a consumer, think about ourselves as consumers, you think about asking for something, you know, when you ask for it, you're asking for something very specific. And so, and what tends to come to mind are the brands, they're your favorite artists, they're the, 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 the genre channels. It's, you know, I'm a country music fan, so play me the, you know, the country music station. Um, those type of things tend to over-index in voice, um, in, in, in comparison to um, other other you know kind of streaming scenarios, um, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, what, what is interesting, I think it really also depends a little bit on the on the audience. We see that definitely, uh, you know, uh, a, a, like a younger uh, target group, you know, is more um, you know familiar with the track names and 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 um, and um, actually then goes uh, right after that. But like the more maybe like a more older audience. Is, is exactly you know following more like uh, more generic terms or 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 artists that they that they have been knowing. Um, um, so it's it's interesting how that also differs between uh, audiences, but also between uh, 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 services. How much is personalization and context going to come into play? Then to go back, say to your dangerous example, uh, is that going? Oh. To further in the future as we know more about these listeners where we know you listen to this genre or we know you've been listening to the genre recently and so use that to bias those results do you see that happening more and more um not not on voice uh at, at this point um i think it's it's too new um, and there, there are too many um, uh, different steps also with the integration of the device uh, uh, manufacturers that uh, a true personalization um, um, is happening. Uh, but from conversations, we know that, you know, that this is something that is being looked at uh, because I think we are all aligned that ultimately it's about providing the best user, uh, user experience. Um, and, and bring down the friction and the frustration that the consumer has when asking for something and then, then doesn't get it back. So, um, so the answer is at this point, uh, we, we, we haven't seen this at a sophistication level that uh, may be uh, um, uh, already in place, uh, you know, on, like on a mobile phone with personalized playlists, et cetera.
Have you done, has everything you've done so far been purely about indexing music, getting the right music played for the right kind of utterances? Uh, because obviously that that's where there'll be revenue coming from is the number of streams, I'm assuming, you, you, that, that you generate revenue from the number of streams that are played. But beyond listening to music, have you experimented with anything else like artist engagement or anything like that? And, and do you see that if you have... What, what was that all about? And if you haven't, do you see that as a potential opportunity as well? Um, sure. Uh, I think that um, what, what we have done is, um, I think, across uh, our organization and different uh, as, uh, of, of, of our colleagues in different countries have tested um, um, uh, engagement with artists through through skills. Um, um, uh, um, where we have seen, um, you know, some, 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 some mixed results, um, um, while, you know, like skills are very, very interesting in, in, in the way that you, you can, um, you know, it, it is really, um, a way of, um, you know, building a voice experience. And I think it's, 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 it's a very interesting, interesting playground, um, to, um, uh, maybe even a test for the future of how an interesting interactive model could look like uh, to to um, to develop new f- uh, formats uh, that are interesting to the consumer. You know, interactive storytelling, uh, getting to know the artist a little bit better. Uh, um, you know, um, um, in, in in a way that you pr- get provided more context versus like uh, simply just asking for a song and then getting the song back. Um, I think that uh, we are still uh, uh, there's still quite a bit of uh, way to go um, because I think that the the consumer is still grappling with the basics and um, getting the basics right. Um, and uh, while there are millions and millions of skills out there, it, it like you know it, it is um, it is very overwhelming for the consumer uh, to go in there and and find what they what they want and what they need. Um, so I think it's still evolving, but I think that the concept fundamentally is, um, you know, something that speaks to uh, the interface uh, uh, and um, is, a, is a great experimentation growth. I, I would just add too is, you know, I, 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 I think you guys are right that, that revenue has been more of our priority focus, um, you know, because it's kind of the, the lead. It, well, obviously it, it is it is it is the what drives our business, but, you know, it also has kind of been the leading edge here. I think more and more kind of the artist engagement and the marketing strategies are are now starting to become real. And in particular, kind of going back to, you know, the size of, you know, the audience and how much streaming is happening as a result of voice has been part of kind of the, the data we've needed to kind of go back to the marketing teams and say, no, actually this does need to be part of your marketing mix now. Like you have to be thinking about mm-hmm how do I market to the voice consumer first or how is that built into the marketing mix overall? Hmm. So I suppose that in, on, in, on that side of things, on the marketing side of things, so Sony is not, so you're in, you're in a position, a unique position on music compared to other brands that don't have music. You know, if, if you are a, a Unilever or a P&G, you know, you don't have that first party interaction like like Sony Music will. So if I ask for a Sony Music artist, it'll just play it directly. I don't need to ask the Sony Music skill to then play me a song. So in, on the one hand, you're, you're kind of benefiting from some of that first party activity. At the same time, though, we spoke about some of the maybe some of the technological constraints around, you know, matching the right utterance with the right kind of tracks and all that kind of stuff. And so it sounds as though you still need to do some work marketing wise to almost educate the user about how to ask for certain types of music, which is exactly the same as what everyone else needs to do uh, that, that doesn't have a, that, that does have a skill, for example. And so can you explain a little bit more about about the way that you approach the marketing and, you know, whether you have, have you got any kind of examples of, of kind of like things that have worked and, and things like that? How do you how do you kind of approach the marketing of discovering music on, on voice platforms? Yeah, um, well, in, in terms of uh, voice marketing efforts, um, uh, one of the things that we are uh, uh, doing here is working very, very closely with our partner. Um, um, I think, um, one, one of the partners that obviously has, uh, 
you know, set set the scene here a little bit is is Amazon um, together with Amazon Music. They have various voice programs in place uh, where we work very very closely together on. Uh, one is uh, called Voices All You Need, uh, which basically is um, a set of assets, included, including, uh, um, you know, uh, music videos, uh, etc., that um, um, portray um, the track um, um, and that just has been released uh, and then um, place uh, the track in, in, in a create, creative format and then in the end um, uh, educates you um, on uh, on the other end. So um, uh, so for example, recently we did um, 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 uh, the new Alicia Key uh, song, uh, uh, Underdog. Um, so um, um, there's basically a video that then in the end ends on Alexa play uh, new Alicia Keys on um, 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 yeah. Uh, on Amazon Music, so um, so I think that these are uh, things that we are doing all the time, um, and there are different programs and different partners have different programs uh, where we can also uh, um, you know uh, um, uh, in in a way um, also create our our own programs um, you know uh, so if an album is released or um, a track is released that um, uh, we are also putting together. Uh, um, then uh, social uh, marketing campaigns um, um, through Instagram, uh, Facebook, etc., that are basically um, advertising um, the utterance um, that we would like um, the uh, the fan to remember. So these are certainly things that uh, we we are already doing all the time. Um, um, uh, but these are the these are the basics. Yeah. Interesting. Um- do you do you are you kind of doing that because there is likely to be the the increase in streams because of that or is it experimentation is is it kind of like are you doing it because you know it works or are you doing it because you want to experiment and the reason why I ask that is because because you are in that first party world that sacred first party world where if someone just says ask Spotify to play Alicia Keys then Spotify will just play Alicia Keys, you know. So it's like it, there's no kind of hurdle to jump over. So is it is it that um, you kind of want to make voice part of everything else, and you want it just to be integrated and and the norm for Sony marketing? Is it because you, you have evidence of doing those campaigns leads to increasing um, streams, or is it because you are just experimenting to see which things have an effect? Um, I'll, I'll start on that. I think it's a little bit of all, all of those things. You know, I think, I think what we know and have always known about kind of our marketing efforts is, um, you know, it's, it's very hard to link a very, an individual marketing technique um, or even marketing spend um, to kind of the direct results, whether that be a purchase or, or a listen, a stream. Um, you know, we, we really are, are operating in a world where we've got a, a marketing mix um, and it's that combination of things that we, you know, hopefully leads to the behavior that we're looking for, whether that be the purchase or the, the, the listen. We, we obviously know from our data and more now more than ever, because we have so much data, you know, which ones have a more direct effect. Um, you know, and, and so the types of things that we're doing with our voice marketing um, you know, still fits into that kind of marketing mix. We can see direct impacts from it, um, you know, but we also know that it probably lends to the greater overall marketing initiative around awareness and building awareness with fan bases. And maybe it doesn't lead immediately to that click, but hopefully the next time, you know, you walk in the house and you say, you know, you say, Alexa, play, it's, it, you know, it's, it's the thing we've marketed. Mm. That's interesting. Have you have you noticed um, from from some of the um, data that you have? Is there any kind of um, interesting goings on in terms of like certain artists? So, for example, out of all of the Sony artists, there's degrees of popularity, degrees of music sales, degrees of fan bases. Are the streams? Uh, directly matching that so the artists with the biggest fan bases and sell, that sell the more music get the most streams or, or have you seen that there is different artists that perhaps might have a certain demographic that are more likely to have smart speakers and so the streams on smart speakers are slightly higher or lower than other environments 
I think it's the latter, you know, and I think that's the beauty of, of our business and, and, and the business that we're in is, you know, is, um, you know, uh, platforms have different strengths and weaknesses based on who their consumer base is. Artists have different strengths and weaknesses based on who, you know, who their fans are and the, and the way they approach the market, you know, and, and so as a result, what you, you know, what you would see is that um, some artists over index um, in comparison to the general market invoiced or under index in, in invoice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's not really any different that we see than what we see across other services and for other artists. Um, you know, uh, there are artists that are popular on all services. There are artists that tend to be, that can be popular on some services and not, not all. And, and so voice is, is no different, um, especially because we, you know, back to, it is a, an incremental consumer base, largely incremental consumer base, there's different listening habits and, uh, you know, in, in the voice environments. So what about, what about the, the future in terms of if you, if you were to fast forward, let's say 12 months, three years, five years, in terms of either your, what you think of the, the Sony Music's kind of approach might be and strategy might be, or what you think the technology or user behavior is going to to look like? Um, so I'll start with the, the the Sony Music side of it. I think you know I, I think that we will probably twelve you know thirty six you know months plus out. I think you would see the same thing from us that that we would you know be investing more than we are today. And what we're investing in today is more than than, than we did it a, a year ago. Um, and and with that, we will be doing kind of you know what what we do in our team, which is we we create kind of a, a, a group that's focused on on a topic and become subject matter experts. And 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 then if the market shows that that we 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 we've got that right, then what we do is we push that out. And so. We'll be taking that expertise and pushing it out around the world. You know, we we're in over 65 markets around the world, um, and there's no reason to believe that voice isn't going to be important in every single one of them over time. And so, you know, from a Sony Music standpoint, that's that's kind of where my head is at. Is we will be investing more. Uh, we'll be investing more in, in the marketing. The marketing mix will shift to probably be even more focused on. Um, you know the voice activations, the 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 ways to engage with with consumers um, with voice, um, and continue to see that, that that growth over time. You know, I think as far as the industry, you know, again, I still think we're at version 1.0, somewhere between beta and 1.0 technology standpoint. Um, the failure rates are still way too high to think that you know we're in an advanced or mature state. Um, they're still, you know, really only successful in, in, in really a handful of languages. So there's a long way to go there. Um, you, you know, to your point, like preferences and tastes and all the things that, you know, combination of data and AI and human editorial can bring into this still feels like it's at its early stages. So to me, you know, again, I, I, I think we'll see, you know, I think we'll see exponential in improvements um, in the next three to five years in, 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 in the way that voice operates, the way that, that, the, that the consumer um, uses it um, and the way that it gets incorporated into everyday lives. And, you know, and again, thinking about the fact that music is a leading, you know, use case there, no reason to believe that, that it won't continue to be an incredibly important music experience. Yeah, I can I can see everything just just increasing. To be honest, Achim, what about from your perspective in, in terms of the the user behaviour and you know the, the more, every year more people get smart speakers, so that's just smart speakers. But what what do you think is going to happen user behaviour wise in terms of voice consumption and how will that affect the things that you do with with the Voice Labs team? Well, I think that um, right now, I mean, we almost like it's a little bit, you know, the, the home speaker is almost like it's its own little case study. And I think um, by, um, you know, the adoption being so high, I think we were able to learn a lot about how people are reacting to it, how people are 
um, uh, really building it into their day-to-day lives, right? And, you know, and like it, it has almost like brought people together. It, it fosters like a communal aspect at home. Um, obviously, when you're in the car or if you're on the go, when you are having your earpods in and, um, you know, you, 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 there are other things um, and, uh, um, um, and, you know, that, that you may want in, in, in that moment uh, that um, make um, um, the, uh, the journey um, um, uh, much better. So if you are commuting, um, how can we think about um, uh, formats? Um, that allow us to attune that uh, to um, the commute uh, to your office um, um, it, where you can, um, you know, uh, get a little bit more context uh, around the artist, but then also tying this together. And, um, you know, on the one hand, what we're doing right now is obviously laying, laying, out, laying out the pipes and making sure that the pipes all fit um, um, in this very, very complex system. But I think like as, um, you know, people are learning that there are um, added value, uh, um, um, you know, experiences in these different situations, whether it's a road trip um, um, or a barbecue, et cetera, and they learn about that they can enrich their overall music experience with that, I think then you will see also more, um, you know, robust creative concepts uh, come to the market where where everyone is on board on uh, um, that will then uh, uh, reflect that. But I think in a lot of ways, it's, you know, A, um, that the technology is seamless, uh, uh, and B, um, that the user knows what they can do with the device, you know? It's quite interesting that <clears throat> a lot of people, you know, you know Google has been uh, in, in, in the voice space for, for quite a while, and you were able to, to text and, and voice search since 2008 on your mobile phone, right? Um, and it, it's quite interesting that, uh, especially an older generation has adopted, um, you know, writing text over the mobile phone via voice, uh, um, um, much earlier. So, um, because, you know, I think that there was a, there was a, there, there, there was an early adoption curve there. Uh, and this is one of the ex- examples that I'm talking about, right? How can it enrich, how can it make things easier? Uh, and, and, and really providing these type of, uh, added values across different, uh, um, user groups and, and, and bringing music into that. So Kane just asked about, you know, three years, five years where you see things going as a professional and as a listener, is there anything that's on your wish list today that you just can't do? And then you really hope that you'll see the technology can provide in the next three to five years. I'll, I'll go first. I, 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 I just still find that the, you know, that, that, that too often, um, I just don't get the results that, that I'm, that I'm looking for, you know, it, it's just still too frustrating an experience. And, and, and as an avid music listener, you know, at some point I get frustrated enough that, that I go, you know, I, I, I go back to my old habits, you know, and, and to me, you know, like that, that shouldn't happen and it should be much easier in, in a voice environment. I'll give you an example of that. Sometimes when, uh, when I put the baby to bed, Quite often, I'll try and play some Alan Watts lectures. I don't know if you've come across Alan Watts, but he's like this kind of like Zen sort of Buddhist guy, and it just chills you out so much that I usually put it on my phone, but then we've got an echo in the baby's room, so I'll say, play some Alan Watts. And I did that today. Uh, no, sorry, last night when I was trying to put him to sleep. And I said, Alexa, play some Alan Watts. And usually, somehow through Amazon Music, it's got some of his lectures and stuff. But instead, there's a music artist called Alan Watts who creates like crazy techno dance music. And so you can imagine the room's dark. I'm trying to put the baby to bed. I say, play some Alan Watts. And all of a sudden, it's like, it's absolutely crazy. Fantastic. By by the way, the fact that the voice assistants have been trained to respond to you when you're cursing at it tells you that they recognize that there's a lot of frustration. No, I think like, you know, thinking about that question, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, totally uh, uh, resonate with what, 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 what Dennis just said about, you know, getting the basics right. Like, and I think that uh, before this is not uh, really working seamlessly, I think then, people are also not really investing in it. But um, if, if in an ideal world, 
Um, and if I would want it, or if the consumer would want it, having like more of a dialogue based, uh, um, um, you know, experience with, with the device that allows you to take you on a journey on, um, you know, exploring and discovering, you, you mentioned that earlier, Dustin, um, you know, um, um, I think would, would, would be, um, you know, a, a, be a wonderful scenario, uh, even, um, you know, in, 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 in the context of, of a group of, a, of a people. But I think there's, uh, you know, there's a long way to go, uh, uh, from, from, from this point on. Given that the, the context in which people are listening to music is kind of changing. Some people might have had music on generally in the kitchen, but I would imagine that there's a hell of a lot more people now that would just generally have music on in the kitchen when they might not have had before the smart speaker. I know I'm honestly a smart, I know that voice is much bigger than smart speakers, etc. but just having a smart speaker in the kitchen means that music is in our life more than it was before then. And what we tend to ask for changes depending on the time of day, what mood we're in, who's round and things like that. And so do you think that the those kind of different contextual environments and, and even the car and then on the go and stuff like that, do you think that the, the data and the, and the behaviour that's happening will travel back over and actually start to affect the creative process and the music that's actually being created? Or will, or will music artists always have their own way of, of doing things? They, they do, but, it, but, but in the end, too, I mean, I think, you know, creative is always a bit responsive to the environment, you know, and I, I think often touched us a little bit earlier. I think, you know, I, I, again, I think as, it, as, as the format grows, as, 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 we, as we all understand it more and better, you know, I could see people wanting to, you know, really think about how to do something different creatively you know, to, to, to optimize in a, in a, in a voice environment. So, you know, I, I think any kind of change and shift um, and new environment always leads to kind of creative breakthroughs. Um, and so, yes, I, 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 in fact, I'd be surprised. If I didn't. Uh, yeah. So just one final question. Uh, but first, Kane, what's your favorite kind of music? Ooh, that's a very interesting question. My my favorite kind of music, totally honestly, is probably like old school hip hop, like early nineties kind of hip hop. You know, like a bit of Gangstar or Jurassic Five or something like that. It's probably it's probably where I'm, my head's at at the moment. Yeah. Very nice. I would say mine is probably 2005 to 2009 era blog rock. So nice. knowing that about Kane and I, what would you recommend we put on our smart speakers tonight? That's a good question. Well, a little bit of a notorious B.I.G. then for you, Ken, huh? Yes, yes, a notorious B.I.G. for me. That'll do very, very well. My, uh, my a, little, son- a, little, a little bit of Nas there. Yeah, 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 Nas. My son's called Artie, and so every now and then I'll put the Notorious song on. You know, the Notorious. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I call him Artorious. So I'll be running around the house singing Artorious to him, yeah. And does it does it always come back when you ask for it on the on the smart speaker? No, not all the time. It doesn't because the actual song title is N, full stop, O, and and etc. And so it's it's actually N O R T or whatever. So it yeah. doesn't it actually doesn't always come back. That wraps it up just just nicely. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what we were working every day. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Well, Dennis Achim, it's been absolutely immense chatting to you. Is there anything that we can do, any links that we can put in the show notes to, to kind of send people to any of the channels that you want people to check out if they want to learn a bit more? Um, no, I don't think we have anything specific there. Um, you know, I think most importantly, you know, we just would love people to, to if they, you know, if they haven't tried um, you know, music on a smart, smart speaker, if they haven't had that experience yet, please go do it. Um, you know, obviously even better if you listen to Sony music artists, but, um, you know, I, we think it's a great experience and, and it's one that, you know, if you literally could do this person by person, word of mouth, sit them down and, 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 and have them do it in the, in the, in, in the right um, setting, you know, I think we would have, um, incredible conversion rates. So it's, you know, it's not a matter of, of if it's, it's a matter of getting them, getting people engaged. And when, when they do, then, then, then joy and excitement, happiness, as you said earlier. Fantastic. Dennis, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Thank you so much. 
Thanks a lot. That was Dennis Cooker and Achim Mathes of Sony Music Entertainment. Thank you, chaps, for joining us. That was absolutely immense. One of the most interesting conversations I think we've had on the podcast. One of the most interesting things in this is that Sony Music is still facing the same kind of challenges as everybody else is facing. And it comes down to the technology and the ability for the technology to accurately transcribe or accurately recognize what is being asked and so that's that's one thing that i think that you know it's no secret and amazon and google etc are all working on this and i think we will it will improve and we'll see incremental improvements over the years but it is interesting to see that, that a huge company like sony that is having massive success on the platform is still running into the same issues and, and for sony that gets paid every time a song is streamed those issues and, and speech accuracies are actually costing it money also also interesting to understand the process and how music is actually indexed and served through these various partners and Akin was talking about the layers of kind of partners to go through to get music out there obviously you've got to put the music into a decent shape in the first place and then you've got to distribute it through the various platforms and then those might get distributed through various smart speakers and all the while there is room for errors in terms of uh, the matching of what people are asking for and actually getting them to the right kind of song um, and also the the vision for where things are going and the future of voice you know Dennis was saying as we've been speaking about on the podcast that voice is much more than smart speakers and as we start to see voice interfaces creep up in cars and in apps like the Spotify app and things like that, that voice access to music is going to be something that is going to increase. And I've got to, to re-quote the, uh, the line that Dennis mentioned that he reckons that within four years, Sony anticipate that a quarter of all music streams will be through voice assistants. And I'm looking forward to following them on that journey. Definitely interested in having you back guys uh, when you get further down that road for an update because uh, it was absolutely immense so thank you Dennis thank you Akim uh, thank you Brian for organising it thank you Dustin as always and as always boys and girls thank you all for listening until next time see you later